0: Welcome to Choice Classic Radio, where we bring to you the greatest old-time radio shows. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and thank you for donating at choiceclassicradio.com.
1: The Adventures of the Saint, starring Vincent Price. The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charter, and known to millions from books, magazines, and motion pictures. The Robin Hood of Modern Crime now comes transcribed to radio, starring Hollywood's brilliant and talented actor Vincent Price as The Saint.
0: Oh, open up, please, hurry!
1: to what do I owe oh, this... Come t- me
0: close the door. I've been followed. Naturally,
1: you're a blonde.
0: I assure you, the men who followed me weren't interested in the color of my hair.
1: Don't tell me they were chasing you for your money.
0: No, dear, not my money, my life. Well, it's good to be here finally. I've come a long way to see you, Simon.
1: Oh, well, if I'd known you were coming... Did you, know?
0: you didn't expect me?
1: You're as unexpected as Yankee bean soup on a menu in Moscow, but infinitely more welcome.
0: You you weren't contacted? You didn't speak to Maxime?
1: The only Maxime I know happens to be a restaurant in Paris.
0: Oh, they intercepted him. And we were so sure he wasn't even known to them. That his cover was... We'll have to proceed on our own, Simon. We can do it.
1: Of course we can do it. But what? What particular type of melodrama are we playing?
0: I... I'd better tell you the whole story, everything.
1: Uh, you have the Sultan's ear, Scheherazade. Or what is your name? Claire. Claire. Or oh, sit down, Claire.
0: Thank you. I've just come back from Mexico City he was there. He's changed in the last five years, Simon. You'd never recognize him. It must have been plastic surgery. He doesn't look...
1: I see. And uh, now I know everything.
0: Did you hear something?
1: What sort of something?
0: Outside the door. I thought I heard a footstep. Simon, the blind. Pull down the blind. How stupid of me not to have done it immediately. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Why are you staring out of my is someone Is one of
1: them a little man in a badly fitting suit? At least two sizes too large for him in a large floppy hat? He's there? Yeah, he's there.
0: And the other one, the large one?
1: And he's there, all of him. Oh,
0: come come away from the window, Simon. He needn't bother pulling the other blind down now.
1: Who are they, Claire? Which wild Halloween are those two types left over from? How many more of them are there?
0: How many more? Hundreds, Simon, perhaps thousands. We'll never know exactly. We must go, Simon, at once.
1: Shouldn't we have a little explaining before we do any going?
0: There isn't time. Those two down there will be coming up soon, and when they do... You must trust me, Simon, you must.
1: Come on, Claire. Is there
0: anyone... Do you think we were followed, Simon? Is there anyone behind
1: us? Look, in Grand Central Station, there are always people behind you. <laughs> Tell me, are we meeting a train or taking one? Train? What
0: makes you think we're taking a train, Simon?
1: Well, oh, I should have warned you. Every now and then, I get a little irrational. <laughs> like thinking the reason we're here in the railroad terminal has something to do with a train. <laughs> Did I say something to frighten you? Kiss Huh?
0: Quick, hold me tight and kiss
1: me as if you meant it. As if I meant it? <laughs> you mean there's another way? Mm. So that's why we came here We must do this more often No, don't talk
0: I'm your sweetheart I'm going away Kiss me again me. Please, there's no time to joke He's watching
1: you, kiss me Well, I'll force myself Simon, temper, you dog, you He's gone I must remember to do something very nice for him sometime And now, sweetheart, what
0: And now, sweetheart, we really do say goodbye
1: We what? We say goodbye
0: Well, come now, don't look so bewildered Oh,
1: but, sweetheart
0: Goodbye, Simon And thanks for the use of the hall.
1: (laughs) You forgot to close the door, Mr. Templer. What? Oh. Oh, yes, so I did. But since it's my door, I think I'll leave it open this time. Especially since you're just about ready to leave. You are wrong, Saint. I am not ready to leave. I have a few things I must do before I go. What sort of thing? Perhaps I shall kill you first. In fact, I am quite sure that I shall. But that is the least of what I must do here in your apartment. Here, if you insist on killing me, I'm afraid that I'll have to insist that you regard it as important. Oh, it is important only to you and to the policeman who will have the tiresome task of finding out who did it. You will shut the door, please, Saint. I will shut the door. As for your new friend, Saint, the matter of your death will be to them merely a temporary inconvenience. And for me, the matter of my death will be, I'm afraid, a rather permanent inconvenience. Well, so I'm to be killed by a luger, I see. So glad it isn't one of the cheaper guns. Oh, how splendidly you whistle as you pass the graveyard. Mm, it is too bad, too bad. You could have been so useful to us. Uh, you mean there are more at home like you? There are more. Perhaps there are not as many as there should be, but we make up for our numerical deficiency by knowing that right is on our side. Uh, It should be a great comfort to me as I lie in my coffin to know that I wasn't murdered by bad men, but by good men. It is a great pity you did not think along those lines before, Templar. Before? Before what? Before you decided to join them instead of us. Hmm. It is almost midnight. I hope we shall not have to wait very much longer. We are waiting for someone? A messenger with a package for you. A package? How nice. Aren't you just dying to know what's in it? Hardly, since I am the one who sent it to you. When the boy arrives, Templar, you will go to the door and accept the package. Oh, I will, huh? Indeed, you will, and I shall be right behind you. And so will this Luger. Needless to say, my friend, any attempt to seek help from the messenger will result in not only your execution, but the boy's as well. You play dirty poker, don't you? Who are you? Oh, it does not matter who I am. Well, it does to me. I always like to know who I'm being murdered by. Oh, I am called Maxine. Maxine? So you're Maxine. You have heard of me? Oh, but of course. She learned about me in Mexico City. I despise people who are abnormally inquisitive, just as you must. But by she, I suppose you mean Claire? Ah, that is what she calls herself now, eh? Claire. (laughs) She's very beautiful, is she not? When I saw you kissing in the railroad station before I... I almost envied you. Until I realized that you would soon be dead. Hmm. <laughs> what is it, Saint? No more whistling past the graveyard? I was just thinking. So you were the one we put on the little performance for in the railroad station, eh? Performance, And until you saw Claire and me together, you imagined, for some reason or other, that I was at bat for your team. <laughs> oh, please, Saint, do not waste the last moments of your life in resorting to childish ruses. <laughs> I think Claire is much more fitting to the occasion. Don't you see, Maxine? Claire's reason for getting me to the railroad station was to make you think that she and I were on the same path. Yes, of course. And she was the one who knew that my train was due at that time, eh? Not you. She. I was supposed to know when you were to arrive? You received my letter, did you not? You must have. I received your answer. Oh, please, Saint. Please stop clutching at straws. I am going to kill you. It is inevitable. You'd die as soon as I regained the package. Oh, yes, the package. Uh Uh-huh. It was fortunate that I had the good sense to send it ahead to you when the train stopped in Philadelphia, was it not? (laughs) I should have been dead by now if I had not done so. You know, Maxime, I find myself in a very unusual position. Oh, I quite agree. It isn't every day that one gets killed. I meant it's unusual because if I weren't going to die by means of that efficient-looking little luger of yours, I think I'd probably drop dead from a case of acute curiosity. Just quick, just. The messenger? Uh, my death now, eh? That's mm. not for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Uh, who is it? Messenger. Package for
2: Teflis. Do
1: not open the door all the way. Act natural. Perfectly natural. I will be right behind you. Remember,
2: I should both you and the boys. <laughs> Come on. You're going to open up a ring, I want to go home. Coming, Henry. <coughs> it's about time and my name ain't Henry.
1: It's Morris. Oh, mine's Simon. But in a few minutes, someone is going to change it to mine.
2: What's the matter? What'd you jump like that for? Something jabbed into your back?
1: Uh, Jabbed into my back? No, no, no. It's an old family affliction, spasms of the Calabasas. You must let me tell you about it. It always comes out No, no,
2: not me. You don't tell about it. Tell your doctor. I got to get home and get some sleep. I'm pitching tomorrow. Pitching?
1: Say, are you a pitcher? I'll
2: say I am. I'm the best pitcher we got. Maybe you heard of our team, the Brooklyn Beavers? The
1: Brooklyn Beavers. Of course I've heard of them. Yes. Where? Where? Why? Well, everybody's heard of the Brooklyn Beavers, especially an old Yankee pitcher like me. Good
2: morning, warning you, sir. You pitch for the Yankees? Oh, gee. Hey, hey, look, maybe you can help me with Get something. Get rid of him, Saint Thank you. Gee, another spasm of the Kalahooza's, huh? <laughs> Too bad the things that happen to former pitchers. Yeah. Hey, look, mister, can you show me how to develop a good wind-up? Wind-up?
1: You want me to show you how I used to wind up for a pitch? Gee, would you? Why, sure. Now, first you put this foot, the left one, out about mm, two feet. Two feet, uh-huh. uh-huh. Next, clasp the ball in both hands and raise your arms up yes. over your head toward the back. As far back as they'll go. Like this? That's right. You're getting it. Then using all the strength in your legs, all the strength, now you suddenly kick back.
2: <laughs> hey, what's that? Hey, what's that noise in there? Noise? It sounds like somebody got hurt and then fell down. What's this? Mice. Mice. Here's big ones. <laughs> You're nuts. And furthermore, you never pitch for no Yankees. You don't think so? I know so. I never seen such a lousy wind-up. Here, here's your package. And you can just forget about the tip, buddy. The thanks. The things some people tell you. And for what? Only so they can impress you. <laughs>
1: Come on, Max! Wake up. Come now. It's time to be alive again. Huh? Huh? Here now. Sip some of this. There. That's... It. Hey, wait a minute. That's Napoleon Brandy. If you spill it, Napoleon and I will never forgive you. That, that, that is enough. You don't feel very well, do you, Max? Is that any kind of a look now to throw at a man who's just been feeding you Napoleon Brandy? Go on. Go on, You... You hold the gun now. Get it over with. You mean shoot you? Oh, I wouldn't dream of shooting you, Max. Why, oh, I'd be lonesome without you. Besides, I can't tell you how much I've been looking forward to an inch-by-inch travelogue based on your trip to Mexico. No, you... You will get nothing from me, Sam. Go ahead, shoot. I will not be the first man to die for something he believed in. Thank you, Nathan Hale. Oh, I... Oh, yes, I know, and you must try to forgive me. But after all, what's a little kick in the pit of the stomach between friends? Tomorrow, perhaps, you'll be kicking me in the stomach. Oh, water. Give me water. I'll get you water, but I won't give you water. You'll have to buy it. Buy it? By answering a question. The thing I found in the package... What makes it so valuable? Oh, no, I, I will not tell you. I cannot water, please. I Maybe want... you can buy yourself a glass of water with the answer to this. I one. shall not answer any question. Uh, you have courage, my friend. But here's it... the question, anyhow. There's a little man in a floppy hat and a suit that's too large for him, and another man roughly patterned after the Empire State Building. Do you know him? Yes. Your side? Our side? <laughs> no, no, temple, not our side. Satan's. Mm, well, you have just won yourself a glass of water. Would you like to try for two? I maybe? will not answer any more questions. Stubborn little fellow, aren't you? I'll get you water. And then I will make sure that you will be here when I get back. You then? You're going out? Oh, just down to the corner. I want to ask those two curious employees of Satan's just why they prefer to spend the night on the street staring up at my windows when beds are so much more comfortable. Excuse me. Yeah, what is it, Shoei? Uh, may I trouble you for a light? Why, yes, sir. But my dear fellow, your cigarette is already lit. It is? You mean I've been smoking all this time and didn't eat? <laughs> How mild can a cigarette be? You're gone now. No more talk. That's amazing. This is the first time in all these years I've ever heard the Empire State Building speak. And just, what are you doing so far from 34th Street? Ran out on your foundation, hmm? You're gone now. Or I hurt. Ali. Hmm. Gentleman's just trying to find Ali. Ali? Ali? <laughs> Didn't I read something recently about you and Rita Hayworth? You're gone now. You must forgive my friend, sir. He... He's very sensitive, Oh, and very inhospitable. Now, if you were visiting me in my home, or haven't you acquired Squatter's rights to this stretch of sidewalk yet? Huh? I do not understand. Well, then I will be blunt. Exactly, what about my windows is so fascinating to you, and this Near Eastern gargantua, that you make a career out of observing them? I'm afraid you are mistaken, sir. My friend and I arrived at this particular place only a moment ago. He was standing here merely to breathe fresh air, not to watch anyone's window. I make him to go now, Victor. He's good. It's quite all right, Arley. Gentlemen, is just making talk. That's right, Arley. I'm just making talk. As I was telling a friend of mine before, a, a fellow named Maxime, who recently returned from Mexico City. I said, Max, this thing you brought back from Mexico with you seems so absolutely worthless. But it must actually be very valuable since so many people are willing to commit murder for it. And Max... Says, oh, It's good I've locked out this man, Victor. I think I see you give signal. It's the right thing I do. Exactly right, my dear Exactly. And now if you will be so kind as to carry him to the car, I have a feeling the leader would like to have a talk with this man who so calls himself the saint. Wake mm-hmm. up, sir. Wake I said wake up. <laughs> Herr Schmidt would like to talk to you. Uh-huh. What? I said Herr Schmidt would like to have a talk with you. Uh, Tell him I never see anyone without an appointment. No. You'll be respectful while in the presence of the leader. The leader? He conducts an orchestra? No. (laughs) Ask a civil question and you get a slap in the face. (laughs) Now stand up, Saint. Uh, On your feet. That's all right, Victor. Mr. Tembler can remain seated if he wants to. Uh, You see, Victor, I can sit here if I want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you? You must be Schmidt. That is correct. And now, Templer, we will immediately get down to the business at hand. Where is it? You mean you live here and you don't know? I have no intention of wasting time listening to your misguided attempts at humor, Templer. You know the object to which I refer. I must have it at once. You hear? I hear, and two will get you five. There are people in Germany who can also hear. Oh! oh for heaven's sake. You starting that face lapping business again? I told you before, you have to be more respectful when the leader speaks to you. If you'll just untie my hands for a moment, I'll show both you and the leader exactly how much respect I have for both of you. For so the last time, temper, where is it? What? The glass, you find, The little whiskey glass that other pig brought to you from Mexico. Oh, that. Oh, you know, I had a feeling it was that whiskey glass you were after. Well, where is it? Try the five and ten. <coughs> oh. You know, Victor, someone's going to have to cure you of that habit. You're going to hurt that hand someday. You will answer the question. Where is the whiskey glass? I give the correct answer. Do I get to try for the giant jackpot? If you give the correct answer, son, you get to die simply and quickly. And without any of your annoying little touches, my friend, Ali is so good at Oh, you make it sound so attractive. The glass is in my apartment. You lie! Ali and Tick searched all over your apartment. The glass you're looking for is mixed in with all my other whiskey glasses. They all look alike. Can but... you lie? I brought it back here, all of your whiskey glass. Now that's bizarre. And the one we want is not the them. For the last time, say, what did you do with it? Very well, Vic. I guess I know when I'm licked. Ah, uh-huh. Now you're getting wise. The glass is in a check locker at Grand Central Station. A check locker? The key in the locker. Where's the key? Well, I'd be very happy to go home and get it for you. That will not be necessary. Then tell us where the key's hidden. It's hidden in the lamp on my desk. In a lamp? Where in the lamp? In the socket, where the bulb screws on. Just unscrew the bulb and put your finger inside the socket. You'll get it. You'd better be telling the truth, Sam. I'll go at once, Herr Schmidt. You will come with me? Yeah. And him? He's well tied inside. Holly will return in a little while. And before you go, Victor, suppose you answer me a question. Uh-huh. Uh, tell me, who is your tailor? My tailor? Yes, I've been admiring that suit you have on. I think it's very considerate of your tailor to make it two sizes too large in case you have a friend visiting. Oh. oh, my goodness. The rest I say for Holly. He will do his best to entertain you while we are gone. He will do tricks for you. Oh, how nice. All sorts of tricks with hot eyes and it matches and And you will see... Let us go, have you. After you, my hair. After you. Soon. Now, soon we will get hot. i will get very hot. Why send my laundry out, Ollie? It burned through skin. You like that, huh? I love it, it. (laughs) but I'm a little disappointed in you, Ollie. Your friend Victor claimed that you had some fresh and original ideas. That hot iron stuff goes back to the Middle Ages. This is where I wouldn't mind going back to right now. I know business. Best torture man in whole world. You? You know better one. Sure. Me. Uh, You torture man? The best. I no believe. You mean to say you've never heard of terrible Templar? The trouble with you is you just haven't been attending the annual torturers convention. Ah. Would you mind turning your head the other way next time you say pa? That's the kind of torture I don't deserve. I not believe you not torture tree. Polly, you just ignorant, that's all. Why my butterfly twist is famous everywhere torture is practiced. One first prize at the Iowa State. Fair. Irons soon be hot now, then I show you. Hot irons, Ha! High school stuff. Tell me, how many lighted matches can you put under a fingernail? Three under each nail. Three? Only three? No, do better. How many you put? Fourteen. Fourteen under one fingernail? Yes, sir. I ah, no believe. You big saw. Liar. So I'm a liar, huh? I suppose now you want me to prove. Yeah, you prove. You show me. I'll untie my hands from behind this chair and I'll show you. Fourteen matches. Big saw. Liar. <laughs> Uh, There, you untie from chair. Now, you show me with the greatest of of (laughs) pleasure. Sorry, I broke the uh, chair on your head, Ollie. I, I was getting sort of fond of that chair. Hello, Simon.
0: Sweetheart,
1: you... Come back to me.
0: Yes, I've come back, but it's too late, I'm afraid. Oh,
1: Too late? Don't be silly, Claire. Grand Central Station's open all night, or should we do our kissing right here?
0: Oh, please, Simon, I, I'm not in the mood for Banner. There's a man here in your apartment. He's in the other room.
1: That's Maxine. Surely do you remember good old Maxine.
0: Oh, yes, I have much reason to remember Maxine. He's dead. Dead? He was shot.
1: Oh, oh that's too bad he was a game little guy.
0: You killed him?
1: No, the unholy twosome was here looking for the glass. They did it.
0: The little man in the badly fitting coat and the giant Arab? Yes. I should have guessed. But the whiskey glass, Simon, what happened to the whiskey glass?
1: They have it. Victor and the man he calls the leader.
0: The leader? H- he's in New York?
1: Herr Schmidt is here, all right, but believe me, not to stay. Nor is Victor long for this world. Now I'm going to ask some questions. And what's more, I'm going to get some answers.
0: Yes, Simon, I, I think you're entitled to some answers. You don't know why the glass is so important, do you?
1: Obviously, it carries somebody's fingerprints. I can't think of any other reason why a ten-cent whiskey glass could be important, but whose?
0: You have heard of Carl Bruter?
1: Carl Bruder. Bruter, yes. Hitler's heir apparent. The man selected most likely to succeed him, but, but he's dead.
0: It he was never completely proven. He was thought to be dead.
1: Go on, Claire.
0: We have an organization among some of my countrymen which has sworn to track these beasts down. Well, we found Carl Bruder, our biggest prize in Mexico City. He'd had his face changed by surgery. He no longer was the fancy dresser he used to be. <laughs> he used to call him the Nazi Bo Brummel. But still, adding together a hundred-minute facts and we knew it was Bruder. Well,
1: why didn't you tell the government, Claire? They'd have taken over from there on. Well,
0: because everyone now takes it for granted that Bruder's dead... They can't conceive that he's alive. Ah,
1: so you got his fingerprints, the one thing that couldn't change, that would prove that Bruder was alive.
0: Yes. Yeah. We were going to send the glass to Germany to have the prints compared with the set of prints known to be Bruders that exist there. Yes. Then they wouldn't have believed us. Then they'd have to arrest him and make him answer for his crimes.
1: But Bruder got wise.
0: Oh, he knew that someone had gotten hold of the glass with his fingerprints. It was life or death to him to get it back. I was charged with bringing the glass here. And Maxine? Thing. Poor Maxine. I was stupid. I, I didn't know. didn't
1: you know what?
0: Ours is not a very closely knit organization, Simon. The members seldom meet each other, and well...
1: Oh, you mean you and poor Maxine were playing on the same team?
0: Yes, but we didn't know. Neither of us knew. We each thought... Mm,
1: too bad. When you heard that Max was coming to me to help him, you staged that scene in the station. To make him think that I'd joined up on your varsity. Yes, yes, I was stupid. Uh
0: Max would still be alive if I... What's the use? It isn't Maxine's life that bothers me so much now. It's losing the glass. That is the unforgivable part of it. Now Bruder will get away.
1: Well, you bet he doesn't. A long evening in Grand Central Station? When you started, not even a light burning. No, and I was sure that be... oh. Welcome back, Mr. Templer. How good of you to return. Yes, Templer. How good of you to return. And we thought you didn't especially care for our hospitality. Well, just for Al, you didn't care for things. Charlie? Hmm. Torture man, second class. What he doesn't know about our modern and improved methods would fill a morgue. Huh? I see you have brought a guest, Templer. How nice to have you here, my dear. I'm I'm frightened. Frightened? You mustn't be frightened just because I'm holding a gun, my dear. Dying from a bullet is rather pleasant compared with some other ways. Yes, Ask Mister Templar. She isn't afraid of the gun, Victor. It's that uh, that suit you're wearing. Stop it, Saint. I'm warning you. Yeah, and I too. <laughs> well, and... well, the leader hurt his finger. It's going to look terrible when you salute yourself in the mirror now. Enough. But then, uh, leader, it's your own fault. A great big leader like you should know better than to put his finger in a live light sock. Enough! You will be quiet. You hear? Hear? <laughs> You're rattling the ruins of the Reich's Chancellery. And they're such lovely ruins. I oh, morning you, Saint. You want to deal with a poor, simple-minded ally now? I know. I had to use deception on poor, simple-minded alley. But on you, I'll use sport. <laughs> That's what I use on poor, simple-minded Victor and the glorious leader. How does it feel to be looking down the wrong end of a luger for once, boys? Only for you and others like you, it's the right end. Very well. You have one, Templer. But you still must prove that I, Johann Schmidt, am Karl Bruder. And without the glass... Yes, it's true. I do not have the glass you have. Ah, how unfortunate for you. But I have a roll of Film? Film? Yes, I dusted the glass with powder and photographed the print. So I've got the fingerprints, and more important, I've got the leader, right? Uh, very, very, Templer, you've got me. Yes, Johann Schmidt, I've got you, too. But it's Bruder who's the star attraction in my show. But I am Bruder. You're Bruder, huh? And you think Johann Schmidt, the German equivalent of John Smith, is the ideal alias for a wanted man? Uh, it, it was an easy name, it was. And the hotshot Führer let little Victor precede him from a room. Oh, come, come. If you were the leader, loudmouth, the dictator's union would have you up on charges for that one. But he is the leader. His bruder, I swear he... Sure, and Claire and I are Hansel and Gretel. You're Karl Bruder, little man. That's why you wear such a badly fitting suit. Bruder was the Nazi Beau Brummel. So your disguise called for you to get as far away from elegance as you could, didn't it? No, it is not true. Schmidt is called Bruder. I still think enough of good clothes to get furious every time someone makes a crack about your appearance, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. Oh, oh, that suit looks awful, Victor. It's got enough room in it for three ugly little tramps like you. You, 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 swamp. <laughs> <laughs> see, there you go again, the furious furor. You know, when you get mad, you look just like that other tramp. Adolf, that is. <laughs> but why worry about your clothes at a time like this, Bruder? What do you care what you wear when they hang you? <laughs> you have been listening to another transcribed adventure of the saint, the Robin Hood of modern crime. Now here's our star, Vincent Price. Ladies and gentlemen, in tonight's cast, you heard Sammy Hill, Lou Merrill, Gil Stratton Jr., Charlie Lung, Ed Max, and Ted Varnell. This is Vincent Price inviting you to join us again next week at this same time for another exciting adventure of the saint. Good night.
2: Next, Sam Spade on NBC.